0: This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Knappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air.
1: The Gay Agenda is proudly supported by funding from the Rule Foundation. The Rule Foundation seeks to advance the health, well-being and visibility of LGBTQI New Zealanders. For more information about the Rule Foundation, check out their website at www.rulefoundation.nz.
0: Hi, this is The Gay Agenda with Phoebe, and today we're speaking with Chanel Mariah. Oh, pronounce that right? Cool. Um, author of the I Am Autistic book, which is really awesome. How are you today? I am alright, thank you. That's good. Um, so it's a great book, I, I flicked through it at work, I, I say flick, I read the entire thing like in yes. one sitting pretty much. Um, it's it's a really great in- resource, and super informative and stuff like that, so congratulations on making something like that, it's really thank you. cool. So do you want to tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, I am 23, mm-hmm. uh, obviously
2: author, uh, illustrator, uh, and I am a competitive cheerleader and autistic advisor.
0: Well, I should not know the competitive cheerleader thing, that's really cool. What's that like? I, that's completely off the rails. <laughs> so like? I want to
2: know. Uh, it's quite fun. My job, uh, I'm a back base, and so we throw people up and my job is to make sure they never hit the floor okay yeah. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> I've never met a
0: competitive cheerleader before um, so do you want to the talk about The Gay Agenda
1: what, is proudly supported yeah, by so funding the book, from uh, the Rule Foundation it for myself. It the Rule Foundation seeks to advance the health the the wellbeing, and visibility of um, LGBTQI kind of New Zealanders that ended up getting published. <laughs> for more information about the Rule Foundation <laughs> um, check out yeah. their website so like at www.ruralfoundation.nz I did not my friend actually sent screenshots off and
2: within two hours of her doing that i was getting a phone call and they're like can we have your book please so
0: that's how that happened that's really cool so yeah, was it? is it ellen and unwin yes, yes oh yep. that's good because that would have been really bad if I made, like another publishing place but yeah so ellen and unwin they're awesome i really like the books that they put out they've actually put out this really sorry i keep going on tangents at okay. this point but um there's this really great book and i've interviewed the author of it before mm. called um peter Lyers rating normal I haven't heard of it but yeah, yeah, it's it's written she's autistic herself and has ADHD. She yeah. calls herself the alphabet girl cause she has Oh yeah, things. that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um and yeah, it's a brilliant book about this um coming of age mm. autistic um girl and she's just yeah, like navigating life and trying to work out what the rules are but also breaking what rules are meant to be broken and stuff yeah. like that. it's so good. It mm. was yeah, so that was my first kind of introduction to an autistic um, perspective. Can you write that title down for me somewhere? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I was going to bring it in, actually. So you said you made the book for yourself. So what was, like, when did you, why did you decide to do that?
2: I was only diagnosed autistic at 21. And when I got that diagnosis, I looked everywhere for information that kind of just summarised things in not a negative way. Mm. Um, and there's not really a lot written that kind of summarized everything you've got books from professionals that are often quite deficit based you've got books from parents who that maybe only cover one or two topics mm. again, often very deficit based um, and I just wanted something simple that covered pretty much everything um, and I wanted it all in one place and so I did that for myself mm. yeah
0: cool yeah it's well it's a great resource because like I said earlier um I remember when i was in primary school there was an autistic boy in our class and like the parents brought in like this thick like manual basically yeah. on like what autism is and things like that and i just it completely went over my head so i think this is a much better resource for all age groups and yep. stuff to actually go through and explain it was like a lot of information honestly because I did read it all in one go I yeah. think I should have braced myself a little bit but it was really yeah super informative and I liked the positive spin on it and how it's like this is a part of who you are as a person so but like so you can make things around it and stuff like yeah. that and yeah especially the emphasis on how neurodivergent people not no sorry neurotypical people um need to be more inclusive really because that's what should be happening yeah that was really because you're only 23 and you only got diagnosed at 21 so what was that like
2: Ah, I yeah it was it's a long story long journey I had struggled with my mental health for about five or six years before getting diagnosed as autistic I had misdiagnoses I the treatment I was getting was making things worse um and so when I, by the time I got my autism diagnosis, I I tried everything I could to improve my life and I felt incompatible with life. I felt like there was just no hope. I was never going to succeed. I was never going to be anything more than just surviving. Mm. Um, so receiving my diagnosis was a relief and it saved my life, frankly.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I remember in the book you talk about how important it is to get diagnosed mm-hmm. early. Is that because of that yeah. sort of thing? Yeah, it's...
2: <laughs> When you have the diagnosis you have the language to explain what you're going through. Gotcha. When you don't have that, you just feel broken and you kind of give in to all the negative labels that get placed on you. Because mm. you have nothing else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah, there were a lot of struggles, I yeah. imagine. Yeah. Um so what was like the experience you went through making it? What was that like like? Making the book. Yeah. You know?
2: The book only took me six weeks to write and <laughs> illustrate. Um, uh, I was just super hyper focused on it, got yeah. it all done. yeah, it was quite fun, honestly. I enjoyed researching all of the different things, asking people questions, finding people who related to me um, it was It was a good experience, mm. yeah.
0: So, finding people that related to you, is that other autistic people? Yeah,
2: so a lot of the book, I engaged with thousands of
0: autistics over the entire world. Wow. um, (laughs) And put together all of the information that way. Oh, wow. How how do you mean, like, did you talk uh, individually or, like, polls or something like that?
2: There are very large autistic communities on Facebook. Oh, gotcha. um,
0: so I engage with them that way. Cool. Okay. I'm getting lots of questions just randomly <laughs> coming into my head. This is really intriguing to me. Were there any challenges in those six weeks? Um,
2: yes. Uh, when I hyper-focus on something, I also tend to forget to do everything else. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I those six weeks, I was forgetting I need to eat and sleep and do everything else <laughs> I need to do. Um, so there was that, yeah. yeah. Did you have
0: someone reminding you? No. no? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh okay probably probably collapsing in front of the book or something like that at this point um what about the feedback because it's how long has it been out for now 13 or 14 weeks oh wow yeah so few people would have come back to you on it
2: yeah most of the feedback i've gotten has been pretty much all positive mm. but parents are saying they've been using it with their younger kids which has been really good people have been coming back saying i have to get to a second book cuz my child won't write in the first one um <laughs> We've got uh, adults who've come back saying, I've just got my diagnosis and this has been great, or um, it's helping them to understand themselves. Someone came back saying, this is the first time I've not felt alone. Um, or someone said, this book just describes my personality. Um, the only negative feedback I've gotten, and it's kind of expected, was that for some people the colours are a bit too much, and oh. that's fair enough, Um I can't make it so everyone. Yeah, I tried. Yeah. But, mm,
0: yeah. yeah, everyone's different. I like the colours personally, yeah. <laughs> because I like colourful things, even though I'm wearing completely black pretty much. But, you know. Um, so, is the gay agenda. So, we might talk about yep. some of the... Um, so, you're non-binary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when did you realise that?
2: Um, see, I probably should have known this a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, I should have known a few things. I think when I was 13, I made a comment... To my mum, saying, "You know, girls are just far more attractive than guys." Um, did not click. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm bi as well. Yeah, um, same, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the non-binary. I think it took me a while to figure out because I'm. Uh, I kind of got confused about it. I'd say I'm demi-female, non-binary. Okay. So like, I still kind of relate to the concept of being female, but not entirely. Mm. I think for myself, it was just I am me. And the label of girl didn't really fit properly. But gotcha. I didn't have the right label for it. Mm.
0: That's intriguing. Yeah, because it wasn't really... We're, oh, I'm a couple... Of, oh, I'm like two years older than mm. you. So, like, it wasn't a hugely popular thing mm. when we were growing up. Like to Like, non-binary and stuff like that. I don't think I heard about it until I was, like, maybe 18 or mm. something like that. So, yeah, it's quite... A new... Yeah. No, it's not new, because it's always been around, but, yeah. like, it's it just only become sort of... Not popularised, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. For me, it
2: was kind of, like, change the label, change the expectations. Mm. I didn't change myself. I was yeah. always acting the way I was. Mm. It just
0: changed what people expected of me. Gotcha, gotcha. So did you have, like, a coming-out moment or anything like that? Or no. Or just... just, just <laughs> yep, no. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, what about with the being-by thing, All same same.
2: Like, I made a post on my social media. Um, Thing is, I come from a very, very Christian family. (laughs) So it was a bit complicated on how I wanted to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think my parents. um, I think if they understood it more, they'd probably be open to it. Yeah. Um, It's just. Pretty sure my dad's also autistic, so uh-huh. he's very rigid in his beliefs about things, and so it's kind of hard to break that down a little bit. Um, we come from South Africa, where the culture is very, very sexist. Yeah. <laughs> um, girls do certain things, guys do certain things, and I was raised that way. Yeah. You've got to be in the kitchen, you've got to be cleaning. You can't do, you can't even do gardening because that's the go- the guys' chores, um, and that was really hard for me growing up because I was such a tomboy. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: on the there's like a page in the book about mm. gender and things like that. Um, and it said on there, autistic people are more likely to be LGBTQIA+. Yep. So do you like know much about the statistics and things behind that?
2: Not the exact statistics. Mm. I just know that it is a lot more common. And I do explain that in the book. It's mostly... Because gender, as a concept, is just a whole lot of social rules, <laughs> and if you're not aware of the social rules and not picking up on them, it makes sense that you might not conform to them.
0: Mm. Yeah, because yeah, I talked with um, Anna, who's the writer of that book mm-hmm. that I mentioned, and yeah, she was talking about that as well, and it was like the first time I'd heard about it, because yeah. she's bi as well, and yes, yeah, so that was why the character in it is also mm-hmm. bi. So yeah, it was really interesting hearing all about that, so I was just kind of curious. Do you watch much television or read many books and things? I
2: actually really struggle with reading. So (laughs) it's quite
0: interesting being an author who doesn't read. No,
2: I have poor story memory. Pretty sure I'm dyslexic as well. So I've grown up not being able to read any books really. Okay. Um, So yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. um, Why I was asking that was Mm. because of like uh, representation in the media of like, how do you find the representation of autistic people in the media?
2: Very negative. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much anything you see in the media. Uh, it's usually from parents who are kind of framing autism very negatively, and mm. I understand why that is. We're not. We don't understand autism very well, mm. and people don't assume competence when it comes to autistics, and so they don't listen to us either. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you've got organisations like Autism Speaks, which. Oh, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. problematic. Yeah, and that's what people are listening to. Mm. Um, so you're constantly hearing all these ways that autistics make your life hard.
0: Yeah, and yeah. the terrible C M yeah. movie that came out. Yeah. and things like that. Because I've definitely, like, I think that book was the first time I've seen like kind of in a positive light mm. and showing the. was also from the perspective of an autistic yep. person and not kind of as like a side character mm-hmm. or or. Like Rain Man, for example, yeah. where it's like the main character is the Tom Cruise one. And mm. Yeah, like, it's cool to have the focus on yep. that person, I think. Because you see more from their perspective and yep. learn empathy. I, that's why I like greeting, because I like the yeah. learning of um, different people's perspectives and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so when you went through your diagnosis, what, what happens? Like, what was the experience of that?
2: An autism assessment is not fun. Oh. (laughs) Uh, There are a couple of reasons for that. Um, One is the autism assessment is designed to look at the things that you struggle with. Mm. So it's all things you can't do, which is distressing. Yeah. Um, And then the other reason it's quite hard is because as an adult, um, it's very hard to get a diagnosis. As a female, it's even harder. Yeah. And so when I requested an assessment it had to go through the public mental health system and they came back telling me I'm too social. I'm too good at dancing. I couldn't possibly be autistic. (sighs) And they kind of made out that me pursuing the diagnosis was worsening my mental health. They weren't listening to anything that was going on at the time. Um, And then I got the diagnosis and they came back. I got the diagnosis Mm -hmm. and my suicide attempts dropped by 75%. And they came back and told me it's unfortunate and regrettable that I got that diagnosis. I'm like, so the thing oh. that saved my life is the thing that you think is
0: unfortunate. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Because <laughs> what people don't, I think, understand, like, and this is bad because they're the medical professionals, mm. so they should understand it. It's, it is a spectrum. Like yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I am autistic, but I definitely related to yeah. some of the things mm-hmm. in the book and stuff. What was it? Like not being able to focus on anything unless I'm interested in it. I can't. can't. Like, I couldn't couldn't study when I was in my school (laughs) whatsoever because I didn't care. But, but like, with it, I can sit down and draw or write for Mm -hmm. six hours straight with no interruptions. It's fine. And I love doing interviews and things Mm -hmm. like that because I want to know everything all all the time. (laughs) Like, is there any media that you've seen, like, positive representation for or...?
2: Um, there are a few TikTok creators mm. who do oh. a really good job of it, um, okay. and Chloe Hayden is one who is an actress as well, mm-hmm. and so she's in the new episodes of Heartbreak High, playing an autistic character as people? an autistic person, Ooh. so that's really cool, I'm excited to see that. And Paige Lale, again, TikTok, very informative.
0: Yeah, I'm not even on TikTok, <laughs> yet, so like, whenever I hear these sounds, I'm like, oh, okay, it is, is a really interesting medium, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Um, so what would you like neurotypical people to know about being autistic?
2: There are a few myths that circle around. Mm. Um, one is on the spectrum. So people think that the autism spectrum is linear. It's not. Mm. So people think more autistic, less autistic, mild, severe. Um, And that's not how it works. Mm. And so you get people going, oh, but everyone's a little bit autistic. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the autism spectrum is more like a circle. Mm. And every person has different experiences with different traits. Or it could be kind of seen as a series of spectrums mm. for each trait. So that's one. Autism doesn't have a look. <laughs> yeah. You can't tell me I look autistic or don't look autistic. That's not how it works. Mm. And then I think the other thing I want would want people to know is even if we are not talking with our mouths or if we're not making eye contact, we're still communicating. Mm, (laughs) We still have our own voice. We don't need someone else to be our voice for us. Mm. And for the autistic kids who are completely nonverbal, we still don't need a neurotypical speaking of for us. Yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Most of that stuff, I was like, yeah, yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Um, Are there any, like, pages from the book that you're, like, particularly... Yeah, I nailed that. That's awesome.
2: The gender page is probably one yep. of my favourites. <laughs> um, I think the page on disability is one that I'm like, read the page, mm. pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> because people hear the word disability and they're like, that's a negative word. We call it differently abled. Uh, <laughs> I saw one on TikTok where um, it was a disabled person. He's like, don't call me handy-capable. It <laughs> Handicab- <Capable>. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: um, goodness me. <laughs>
2: it's. It's like people are uncomfortable <laughs> with language that literally just describes
0: a reality. Yeah.
2: Changing the word doesn't change the reality and the reality isn't something that's negative. It yeah. just describes our experience with life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was really I remember that page and being like, okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense mm. to me because yeah, there's some people get very It's like swinging the pendulum swing of like being offensive mm. and being too kind of careful with words and stuff, it's like, nah, nah, it's just a word, Mm. like, at some point, it's alright, like, we're not meaning anything negative Mm -hmm. by it and stuff like that. Daniel Sloss actually does a quite good special on talking about his sister who has uh, cerebral palsy, Mm -hmm. and, like, yeah, how he describes, um, how he interacts with her and stuff like that with, yeah, so I think that's intriguing. Did you find, like, because you talked about in the book, um, how autistic people tend to be more, like, they attract each other because you guys get along and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Like, did you find that inclusivity with the LGBT community in the same way?
2: I think I found it hard to fit in with the LGBT Mm. community. I think partly because I was still navigating the fact that I'm autistic. Mm. And partly because, uh, and I I don't want to say anything offensive, but I didn't, at the time, I didn't understand making that part a huge aspect of my mm. life. I didn't understand that. And a lot of people I know, when they come to terms with being LGBT, it's it's all they focus yeah. on. And that's cool. At the time, I didn't get that. Yeah. I get it now, um, especially as someone who found out they're autistic and it's become everything I am. Mm. So I get it. But at the time, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I... I like the fact that people in the LGBT community are more open and accepting. Yeah. So that's definitely something that I've found more positive yeah
0: Yeah. so you say uh, in the book you said one of your special interests Mm. is autism and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so that developed after your diagnosis
2: yeah (laughs) so it's actually quite common for late diagnosed autistic people to suddenly develop a special interest in autism um it it makes sense when you're like you've gone your whole life with everything being wrong with you and then Suddenly there's a thing that makes sense and you want to know all about it. Mm. So,
0: yeah, it mm. makes perfect sense. Did you get any help from other people with the book or was it all just kind of, oh wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. I mean, I was making it for myself, so mm. I didn't really think to get help. I mean, I asked questions when I wanted to clarify information, so mm. that's, you know, that's what I did with engaging with other autistic mm. people, but in terms of making the book, no. No. I had a really hard time with the publishing process because I had to hand that over and let someone else touch it. <laughs> and that was terrifying. Um, I felt really bad for the designer because she had come back with change. And I no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow.
0: So you did all the illustrations, though, as well. Yeah. So how did that work with the designer and things like that?
2: Yeah. So because I had made the book for myself, I'd already laid everything out. I'm like, this is
0: how I want it done.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so when the designer took it, she was obviously going to change things around because I hadn't made it to a professional standard. I hadn't Mm. kept the fonts all the same size. I hadn't, you know, tidied it up. And that was fine. For the most part, she kept things the same. But there were times where they'd come back with a change and they wouldn't explain it. And so I'd just snap at them. Absolutely not. We're not changing that. (laughs) Um, They very quickly learned that if they came back and said, hey, we want to change this thing and here's why, I would be more open to it yep. or come back with an alternative solution.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. reasons are yeah, – yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, because yeah, you want ex- – yeah, don't just give me the – yeah, Yeah, just tell me why. And yeah. You, okay, sweet, that's fine. So I'm taking – I'm, I'm going to say this because I don't want to just be like, <laughs> I came up with this all by myself. No, this is a Louise Ward question. Oh. On page 31, that many social cues and rules make no sense. It's one of the things that you say. Um, what what are some examples?
2: Um, so – Asking how are you, I don't understand why I'm supposed to lie to you and just say (laughs) I'm fine or I'm good. Um, I don't understand why I have to stare into people's eyeballs for them to know that I am listening to them. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't understand the concept of thanking someone for liking my shirt. Thank you for liking my shirt, I like it too.
0: (laughs) That's why I'm wearing it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Why is it considered rude to be straightforward when I've not said anything Mm. rude? I've just not added extra fluff. Um, Why are you not allowed to tell your boss, manager, parent, or teacher when they say or do something wrong? Why does a leadership position
0: mean they suddenly can't make mistakes? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's all these, yeah, I just, it really intrigues me. Because it is that whole, um, you don't even, as a neurotypical person, you don't even question it. Mm. So that was an interview with Chanel Mariah, who's the author of I Am Autistic. You should totally get the book if you haven't already.
3: Imagine there's no country Is it hard to do Nothing to kill or die for No religion to Imagine all the people living life in peace. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Hope oh, someday. That you'll join us And the world will live as one Imagine no possessions say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Hope someday you'll join us, and the world will live as There's one.
1: The Gay Agenda is proudly supported by funding from the Rule Foundation. The Rule Foundation seeks to advance the health, well-being and visibility of LGBTQI New Zealanders. For more information about the Rule Foundation, check out their website at www.rulefoundation.nz. This show was produced by and first broadcast
0: on Radio Canappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air.